Bye guys. Bye. Hey Remy, thank you for joining us um, on this Rise Sunday, um, especially at the moment. We know that there's been a lot going on around um, the world um, over the last few weeks about this topic. We know it's a really sensitive one and can sometimes be a difficult conversation to have. Um, but I just, we just love you and um, yeah, we love everything about you and we just thank you for bringing this conversation to us. Um, Remy and I were having a chat a, wee, a few weeks ago um, on the phone and we were just saying, wouldn't it be great if we could just record this and share it with the church? So that is literally what we're doing. Um, again, just two girls having a chat. <laughs> um, but we know that you've been hurting um, over the last wee while um, over what's been happening. So thank you for being so brave and for joining us and sharing. So why don't you tell us a bit about you, a bit about your background and yeah. Okay, um, so I'm from London um, and yeah, I'm born in London. Uh, my, my parents are born in London. My grandparents are born in the Caribbean. I have been a Christian for 12 years um, and I have a husband called Andrew. I have two oh. children. Yeah. Esme and Zach and um, we moved to the Highlands um, coming up to four years now goodness that's gone so quickly oh, that's yeah. bad. Four years. Um, and yeah we moved up here to just have a better safer um, upbringing for our children um, and yeah we just wanted peace <laughs> peaceful life um, yeah, I am. Um, I'm raised by my dad. My mum passed away when I was uh, six years old. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's impacted obviously in mm. my life and who I am today, um, mm. and how I see how I see life really. Mm. But yeah, that's mainly mm. mainly me. It's amazing. I'm sure you could speak all day about this, but your experiences of growing up. You said you're like originally from London, Croydon. Your experiences of growing up being a different colour of skin or growing up now, maybe it'd be different being in a Renaissance, I don't know. Um, and I guess for us, as white people, we have so much to learn in this subject. And I was just thinking, I guess, for us, for me, I will never know how it feels to be in your skin. Yeah. And that's like, you know, I can stand with you and we stand with you in this, but we'd love to hear your experiences of racism I guess or prejudices that you've experienced or yeah what that's been like so yeah you know so I'm from London so for me like growing up it's been pretty simple in terms of like you know it was it was diverse so I I may stand out but actually I feel very much like included so obviously it was quite I knew that coming up to Inverness there would be a challenge because I would stick out like a sore thumb and I'm pretty much like one in a million here <laughs> um, but, but I knew that when I came up but I didn't let that I wasn't going to let that and um, stop me from coming up here and yeah living the life that we want to live here so um you know I've had it's not I can't give you a story that's like I've been beaten up or I've been you know someone's kicked down my door or anything like that and that's probably like the most obvious thing that would happen and you would say oh yeah that's racist that's racist behavior but mm -hmm. I guess for me it's like it's the small little niggly things that, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah a white person wouldn't experience or wouldn't even have to think about but it's something that 
I would think about because I'm black and I'm different to everybody else, especially in this community. Um, so, you even I mean, spoke about going around to Aldi, wasn't it, or something as little as that? Even even just like that, it's like people are like, "Oh, you're just exaggerating," and I'm like, "No, honestly, it's something that, and it's just little. It's just something mm -hmm. that I, you know, it's." I'm conscious about it. So I'm walking around Audi and especially now we have to wear, wear masks and mm. it's like the, um, the security guard just gives me that look of like, you're sus they're suspicious of me. And I, I can't, sometimes I can't even articulate what that is. It's just like, she gives me a look or she'll follow me around the shop or like she's making sure that she's keeping eye contact with me every aisle that I go down. And I don't, she may be doing that to other people. I don't feel that she is, but you know, I may look, to her suspicious but but why is that what what makes me look more suspicious than anybody else yeah I look shifty um and i can't help but think it is the color of my skin because everybody else mm. in the shop is not the color of my skin so it's you know some people might say oh yeah but you might be over exaggerating or blah blah but actually this is my experience and that is that's a reality for me and it's not just out it's any shop you know people will give me a second look and i suppose <clears throat> like even just the smallest thing of like going on a walk with my children, my children are, you know, mixed race and they are lighter, they have a lighter skin tone to me. Gorgeous. <laughs> and at, the, um, at the beginning of this lockdown, actually, I was walking on the canal and uh, just walking with my children and, um, you know, someone innocently just stopped me and was like, oh, your children are beautiful. And I was like, oh, I'm not beautiful too. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, great. <laughs> like, um, oh, so where are you from? And like, for me, like for anybody, that may be like a really innocent question. And it probably mm. was. I'm not saying that that person was really racist. Oh my gosh, she said that. She mm. may be genuinely, genuinely um, just, you know, intrigued and interested to see like where I'm from. But in, in my sarcastic mode, I was like, should I just speak another language? Like, should I just to, to mock the fact that she probably thinks I'm not from England or not from where um from London mm. or where I'm from? It's yeah. Like, or it's the fact that actually I can't be Scottish because I'm black. That's how it felt for me. Like, so because yeah. nobody would ask me that if exactly. I if my children along the canal, exactly. nobody would stop and say, well, "Where are you from? Yeah, and where are you from? Yeah, like, yeah." What, do you, what response do you want? Do you want me to say something like Africa? Do you want me to say that I'm from um, the Caribbean? I haven't even been to the Caribbean, yeah. even though my grandparents are from there. So it's like, I can't give you an, an exotic answer. I'm going to give you an answer of I'm from London because that's where I'm from. And it may seem like really like, oh, am I not allowed to ask where you're from? Of course you are. Of course people can be interested. But I feel like it's maybe like, you know, it's that, mm -hmm. it's that feeling that I have of like, oh, I can't be here. Like, oh, I don't belong. You must, you must not belong here because you're black. Like, and it's hurtful. It really is hurtful. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought, and I don't want my children to feel that way. I mean, Esme is born here and in Scotland in Inverness. And, yeah. you know, I, she goes to school and someone goes, oh, so where are you from? Well, she's, all she knows is, is Inverness. So for her, <laughs> she's gonna say, they're going to be like, Really, you've got curly hair, you've got light brown skin. Yeah, I don't want that experience for my children, and um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. And I know some people, it's just because they don't know, but this is where we start we start mm -hmm. with challenging mm -hmm. our own, you know, stereotypes and ignorance. Yeah. That we have. yeah, 
um and that's yeah. it it's like you know i think for a lot of us sometimes or i've been guilty of in the past feeling that you know if i don't say you know i've not you know i don't think i'm racist and you know yeah. I, so i don't feel i need to speak about it and now you know it's actually challenged that is that enough and i don't think that is enough um, mm -hmm. to just say nothing i think that speaks more and actually to be you know to be anti-racist is to oh my connection is unstable <laughs> <laughs> i was like where were you from there <laughs> hopefully it'll keep going um yeah so i was just saying you know previously i might have thought actually it's enough you know i don't feel like i'm racist i don't feel like um i have a lot to say on that so yeah I'll just kind of leave it at that and actually now it's challenging that and feeling that that's not enough and that we yeah. need to have a voice we need to speak up and almost be anti-racist and say no we need to learn we need to educate yeah. um i feel challenged like with having kids and with speaking about it in the home and actually how how do we speak about all sorts of cultures and all yeah. sorts of differences that 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 is okay that this is like god loves everybody equally yeah. that everybody yeah. has equal rights that we we speak about this because yeah. we need to learn we need to educate we need to speak out about it yeah. um yeah and i think it's amazing now that it's coming to that and yeah. the events um with george floyd almost like that one man wasn't it that yeah has been killed and that's not a new thing that's not a new thing that's been going on but somebody one person has videoed it and it's gone over the all over the world it's viral now and yeah. it's bringing this conversation to the table and conversations have been had that haven't been yeah um, and that's that's what i think and the fact that you said yeah it's been recorded that that is that is it that's what it means that it's yeah if it's recorded if it's if someone else can you know it's the media like if yeah if someone else is able to see like live a person being absolutely just you know dehumanized in that moment it's like jaw dropping yeah and it's like sometimes i think like for me what the reason why like maybe you know we have these like unconscious bias and our you know our unconscious like racist behaviors mm -hmm. is because the the media it's you know it's a good thing but also you know it, it it's not a great thing either because you know we let our children watch you know cartoons and tv and obviously if you think about you know the queen and the parliament and all that kind of stuff like it's all represented by white people mm. and you know so there's there's nobody else kind of representing other backgrounds or other ethnicities and other cultures and other races so it's like well ultimately people will then believe that white people are superior because that's all we see and that's all we know and yeah. then um, and it's like yeah we do like look up to people in power and obviously in, in america it's a different story um you know with like you know p police and them being there being a like a supreme and, and hierarchy but i feel like you know that again going back to like media just seeing that is just that's what made it so so bad it was just and actually how did you feel, really? did you feel watching that or after that or the, oh know, it's just i just felt Honestly, when I watched it for the first time, I felt like people would, like the reaction, I think the reaction of people is what I'm thinking about. It's like, I think the reaction would have been worse if it was a dog. 
Honestly, I feel like that, that's honestly, I felt like, oh, this is just so normal. That if it was a dog, people would be screaming and shouting and making a big, you know, argument about, oh my gosh, that policeman killed a dog. Whereas I feel like because this subject is so taboo, it's like, oh, mm, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that person being killed by, by a policeman. Yeah. No, we can't go there. But it's time. Like, it's so time. Like, I think it's like, it's overripe now. This this season is overripe. We just need to just nip it in the bud. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Challenge our culture, our British culture. Challenge, yeah. you know, the stereotypes. Challenge, you know, yeah, just challenge um, what we see. Because, you know, we're maybe becoming desensitised to it. Because we see it so often. It's like, meh, all right. I didn't want to, I, I, I heard it on the radio and then I didn't want to watch it. I just thought my heart, just to watch that. And then I was like, no, you have to watch it, you know, to yeah. understand, you know. And yeah, my heart just broke that yeah. one human could do that to another. Yeah. And then to see, was there four policemen or three policemen? There was four standing around, standing there watching this happen like was like I felt physically sick for a long time you know it just oh just is and if you can't if you watch that and you haven't got that sense you know there's something far wrong isn't there the hardness yeah. of people yeah it's just the evil yeah. that, that that comes from is just frightening yeah it's frightening. Just, just so sad to see that you know and I think, you know, there was, you know, on social media, it was like, oh, yeah, but he's done this and he's done that. He's not the best person in society. But who is? I mean, we're all sinners. We all do bad things. Come on, like, Christian or not, like, we are all capable of doing complete and utter nonsense. And, you know, but no one deserves to die like that. Nobody. No. No white person, no black person, no Chinese, no nothing. Nobody deserves to die like that. That's just, you know... I mean, it's just awful. I mean, yeah, yeah, it really, really hurt me. And awful for eight minutes or something, wasn't it? Just horrendous. Yeah, yeah. just horrible. And calling out for your mum who's yeah. not even alive. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. Dagger in my heart. I mean, I don't even have a mum, so for me, that's like that is even the worst thing you could even. Oh, just yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely, it's nothing worse. And why do you think like this has taken this now for everybody to for, for for everyone to be talking about it now? Why does it take George Floyd? Do you think it was because it was recorded or Yeah, definitely the recording side, definitely recording. But also <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like maybe um because we're all in lockdown, you know, we are confronted with ourselves, we're confronted with like, you know. Yeah like we can't there's no escape you know we can when we're when, when life was normal it was like we could kind of uh, escape and you know do well think go to the cinema kind of not think about you know, uh-huh, things. Uh-huh. and you know you, you do your day-to-day life you go to work you come home you cook dinner you feed the kids blah blah, blah and it're like yeah. you're just you're living just here but I feel like maybe being in, uh, being in lockdown it's just made us like sit down and face ourselves and actually think about like you know we didn't expect covid so it's like oh my gosh and then it was <laughs> oh my gosh and it's like oh my gosh what is happening yes yes yeah yeah 
you just have another lens and obviously with this all going on as well I feel like people maybe are being a little bit more compassionate than they would usually it's like yes oh my gosh yes like and, I definitely uh, think that is true in general because yeah even speaking to someone today they were saying they were emotional about something people are you know being more compassionate feeling more emotional more in tune maybe with mm. everything's been stripped back as you yeah. say that's such a good point I never thought about that though yeah, yeah just having to confront ourselves and like um just face reality a bit more and that these are things that happen in the world and we're not so consumed, well, we are consumed ourselves, but we're not consumed with like the, um, you know, like entertaining ourselves so much because apart from Netflix, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. else, Disney Plus, what else do you have? <laughs> and so, you know, you are watching the news more frequently and, um, you know, and the average person who wouldn't maybe watch the news is now being, having to watch the news to even keep yourself updated on to, uh -huh. you know, the daily yeah. COVID report. So it's like, yeah. I mean, that's probably maybe just only one of the things, but I feel like maybe also in the black community, people just had enough, especially, I can't speak for here, like I can only speak for here, sorry. Um, but in America, I feel like maybe they've, mm. well, just, they've just had it, they've just had enough. And um, yeah. yeah, and I think people are identifying like, it's the little things like, yeah, that is a big thing that happens, but it's just the small things that kind of add up and it's like, that really affect and impact a person's life and their ability to kind of move away from thinking and believing that you know white people are like the ultimate people mm -hmm. um yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. and obviously you've been with us from the beginning of our vineyard journey maybe and you've seen us <laughs> uh, through all sorts of seasons two and a half two and a bit years isn't it um, yeah. So yeah, what what's your experience of church in general? Of, of in church, maybe you don't have to just speak about vineyard, but you know your church life in general. Um, being um, black women in the church, what's your experiences? And yeah, what can we? What's your journey so far? I suppose. Um, from my like my first ever church experience, I like. I'm not from a Christian background, so for me, going to any church was a big experience in the first place. And then going to a church, the first church that I actually got saved in, um, it was predominantly black. Um, but even though I'm from London, it's diverse, like, <laughs> this sounds really crazy, but um, I didn't even know, like, that there were so many different types of black people. That sounds dumb coming from, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm living in my London bubble like and obviously you know London has an influx of people from like immigrating from different places mm -hmm. and like so when I went to um this church that was you know predominantly black people and then finding out it was even enriching for me because I found out about their different culture and what they're bringing into in the church environment um and I wouldn't say it was like oh it was a predominantly Ghanaian or it was a predominantly Nigerian church it was just a mix of different black cultures and then like like Andrew and my husband he's he's half Peruvian and half Scottish but he still it was he didn't feel excluded he felt very much included but he also got to learn about their culture and it just became like a, a normal thing yeah uh, 
But then, um, yeah, coming up here, like I didn't feel any different when I came to Vineyard. And obviously I have been experienced with being in Vineyard in, in London as well, the Croydon Vineyard. And it was the same thing. It was more diverse because we had like more Asian community, Chinese, Indian. Um, and then there was a, a wider and wider community. But I didn't feel like any way about it. It was, it was actually refreshing to see that more white people were saved in this community. Like, because mm. like, our church we didn't have that much experience of um seeing white people being saved it was maybe maybe a prejudice that i had like oh no white people don't want to hear about a mm. pentecostal kind of church they they like their um you know <laughs> their their that's, a stereotype, that's a stereotype that i hold which is <laughs> i need to judge myself on it's not you know <laughs> our, our prejudices. there you go there you go uh, yeah <laughs> but um oh so coming up here it was it's not a problem like I don't I don't feel like oh I'm the odd one out or um like I embrace it because I am black and I'm I'm proud to be black and I'm proud to bring something to the table if that makes sense yeah, like yeah I'm, that I'm different and that people can learn from my experience just so long as people are you know willing to you know learn and understand instead of like obviously I do there might be, you know, a handful of people, new people or old people. It's just maybe they don't know my culture. They don't know what my culture is London culture. But, you know, um, they may not have an experience of being around a black person. So for them, it's like, oh, I don't even know how to approach her. Or, But, mm. you know, I don't feel that there's any nothing. It's just, it's been a really good experience. And I'm very grateful for, oh. yeah, just my... My church experience here, my church life here, it's it's great. Um, yeah. Oh, we love having you. You're such a joy to be around. You're just <laughs> always full of joy and encouragement, and yeah, we just love having you guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, any closing thoughts or words as a follower of Jesus to to people watching and um, to the church? Yeah, there's a lot I could say. <laughs> I mean, okay, as a, as as Christians, we're the light of the world. So that for us, that means we're leading the world. We we are meant to be leading the world into you know a, to, to Jesus, and we're leading them to a better a better life in, with God. Like not better as in your life is going to be so amazing. It's like yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but so we lead by example and so if we are showing the world that you know all cultures and all races are um are equal and amazing and and showing that god loves everyone god loves all people mm. that is god's heart so that's what we should be doing um and so yeah we should we definitely should be talking about it in a more a broader way is that we should normalize you know normalize diversity normalize speaking about culture and race and yeah and not just a negative side but it's more like what i was saying to you you know yeah. it's like it's about celebration it's about um just integration and knowing what it's like to be like um to be in a different culture or under just understanding other people and if we do that and we we love and accept and and um just embrace people from different backgrounds yeah and i'm not talking about race here now either i'm talking about people who who are who come from a single parent background or mm. people from 
from a blended family or you know divorced married whatever um people with kids people with no kids just people from all walks of life if we embrace everyone then you know the world embraces it which should be embracing everyone as well so yeah um that is that is one point but also like in the topic of racism i feel like yeah we god wants us to always be refining ourselves and confronting ourselves and challenging ourselves so you know we should be seeing if there's any prejudice in ourselves any unconscious bias like um just praying like god am i racist god do i have prejudice the answer is going to be yes because we are we live in a society that already does that for us they kind of it's just it's just how society and life works sometimes it's so yeah that we should challenge ourselves and we should pray into how you know and that that will be an, on an individual basis you know and, and that's it's not exclusive to, to a white person that includes me that includes my prejudice that i have against other types of of ethnic groups or white people like you know i everyone should be challenging themselves mm-hmm. um because that's that's what god wants us to do we always should be challenging ourselves and always be thinking my god how can i be more purified like mm. how can i be more pure how can i be more like you yeah god loves everyone and you know um and i even think just like well that whole like cycle of oppression it's like well actually in you know in, in the bible times it's like well people you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and was like, oh, this Jesus, you know, they wanted to oppress him because they firstly started off of having a fear of the unknown. They didn't know who, because they didn't know who he was. You know, that's the word, knowing. If they didn't know who he was, they had the fear of him. So they, they stereotype him or they discriminate against him and then they oppress him. And it's like that, and that is still that's in society it's like the fear of the unknown you don't know a person you don't know that culture you don't know their background you don't know that race very well so it's like "Mm, i'm going to treat you differently i'm going to stereotype you i'm going to discriminate against you then i'm going to oppress you and that's literally what jesus already went through he was discriminated against he was oppressed because there was that fear that they didn't know him and that's what we should do we should get to know people we should find out about people just the same way how we have that endeavor to know god we should endeavor to find out you know and yes we may not meet yeah yeah not meet a fijian person but it doesn't doesn't harm you to you know find out about them or read up about different types of cultures and people that was that's true but everything as well though not just with race but i'm just thinking like you know yeah. getting to know people and not judging them before you really take yeah that's what jesus wants us to have a heart for people yeah. care for exactly. people to have an open mind and an open heart towards people but that i think that all comes from the holy spirit only the holy spirit can give us that heart yeah and um, you know his heart for his people yeah. and when his people choose to lean into that that you know hearts of stone are softened yeah. and you know our hearts can be changed and we've all maybe had experiences you know good and bad and yeah. not to limit god to those experiences and to say actually you know god can do immeasurably more and thinking outside yeah. of that um to love the least and the lost and yeah exactly, exactly. And to love people that you don't, you, you're not aware of. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I mean, or people yeah, that you. Story, don't they? Yeah. 
I love yeah. that. I love people. And I know that you're such a passionate and wonderful mum. What, what would your heart be for your children growing up um, as mixed race? Yeah, I just want them to embrace like who they are and love who they are and, and share that with people because, yeah, I just hope that people would be um, intrigued about who, where they come from and well, they, where their heritage is, you know, from and, and, and they'll be proud to share that and, but also for them that they would be integrated into this community. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it, I, yeah, I suppose there's that small fear of like, what about if people don't accept my children? And that's that's not a struggle that white people have. And and you know that that term white privilege, white yeah. privilege doesn't mean you've got money in the bank and that you've got a big house and a big car. White privilege means you know there are certain racial elements that white people won't think about because they don't have to. Whereas I, as a black mum to mixed race children, I have to think about my children being discriminated against because of the colour of their skin, which they didn't choose. That's so unfair. That's really unfair. And, you know, people might have, you know, stereotypes against them because, you know, of the colour of their skin. And that, that saddens me. Like, mm. they've done nothing. You know, one minute they're innocent and, you know, when they're, if they're teenagers, someone calls them aggressive. But why? Because they've got brown skin. Um, so, yeah, my heart for them is that they would, I would leave a legacy for them, you know, to, to love where they're from, to be embraced in this community and yeah, to share and to celebrate everyone, mm. um, everyone's culture, everyone's background, everyone's language, everyone's you know, race or skin color, just doesn't matter who you are, just, just to love people. That's, that's what it is about, just to, yeah. to love people. Like we're not perfect, I'm not perfect. Um, yeah, nobody's perfect, but we should, we should just love. Yeah, yeah. It's free. <laughs> it's free. Yeah, yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Remy. We're going to share a heap of resources on our notices um, next week. So we'd love you to check them out. Um, yeah, just as a church, how we can learn more about the subject. And um, yeah, we need to learn more about the subject to educate ourselves and um, to speak about, up about this and to be open and yeah and to to change to change the way things have been um, and yeah. the time is over right as Remy has said and yeah we stand um, with you and behind you and we thank you for your voice and for bringing it um, to the table so Remy we'd love you just to um, close if that's okay in prayer for us um, just on this topic and also for the week ahead um, we'd love you to do that would that be all right yeah that's fine God, thank you so much for this, this talk. Thank you so much. Just shedding light, God, um, on the diversity and the amazing, amazing work of your hands, God, that you made so many different people. You made us all unique. Thank you, Jesus, that mm. there's no two people the same. Thank you that you have created this community, Lord. Thank you for Inverness. Thank you for the Highlands. Thank you for Scotland, mm. where we live. Thank you. And um, I just pray as a people that we would just love each other, just love that there'll just be, um, yeah, just a heart for people that would have a heart for each other. And God, that we would challenge ourselves, that we wouldn't seem, uh, we wouldn't deem it 
good enough to be to not be racist but we would be anti-racist god and i just thank you for everyone just listening and tuning in i just pray for the week ahead i pray that as people go into their summer holidays and spend time with their their children and their families lord that they would just embrace lord this time that they're spending together I thank you for family time. I thank you for time with our friends and mm. that the lockdown is easing. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> thank you that we can just connect with each other again and just be, yeah, just be the social beings that we're created to be, Lord. We're, we are born for connection. We're born to, to be together, Lord. And I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for just shedding light on our community. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.